Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Looking for common things. Ms. M was a 40-year-old woman who'd been a patient of a colleague who had recently retired and sent to me after seeing her a couple of times. She was noted to be a challenging patient and had recently been off to another academic medical center, self-referred, because of her unremitting migraines over the past few years. She'd bounced around in various healthcare systems, and upon sign out from my previous colleague, he'd noted that she was difficult. Indeed, when I walked into the room to see her for the first time, she was with her two children and already had spent 20 minutes articulating to my medical assistant that no one understood her, that she wasn't faking anything, that she was a single mom, and how was she going to handle all of what it takes to raise two kids when she couldn't work due to her headaches. I had already reviewed the patient's previous visits and had noted that she'd complained of being tired all the time despite needing to go to sleep during the day due to her headaches. And I saw she was anemic but didn't seem to have anyone evaluating or following her for that. She was seemingly appropriately taking prophylactic medications for her migraines, but was also taking abortive medications daily, which wasn't a good sign, meaning that her prophylactic medications weren't working, her headaches could be caused by the medication overuse, or both. After I introduced myself to her and her children, she immediately questioned my competence and that of the academic center which had evaluated her. They told me that I needed lifestyle changes. What does that mean? Ignore my kids? Ignore my pain? And are you experienced enough to handle my case? How many years have you been in practice? I tried to reassure the patient that all we were trying to do was to help her and that we needed to look at her as an entire patient with the requisite questions related to her case. With that, We started to go through her history of headaches, which had been daily for at least six months, and before that, increasing from two to three a month, to a couple per week, and then to the daily headaches she had presently. She'd been to many physicians trying to treat this, and some excellent medical centers in the past. She'd have challenges with keeping on a regimen, and would try something for either a few days or at most two weeks, and if it didn't remove her headaches completely, which was all of the approaches she'd taken. She'd quit the medicine and tell her current doctor that the medication hadn't worked. This was a consistent theme throughout her care. Try, give up, fail, try something else, and then have a discussion that there was a need to maintain medications to give them a chance to work. I don't have time for experiments, noted Ms. M. I just need to have my headaches gone. I tried not to contradict the patient, but went on asking her about the most recent visits to one of the academic medical centers in the area. Not surprisingly, this created a maelstrom of words about not understanding her, that she tried all of the medications that they had suggested, that she didn't want to increase the time taking something that didn't help in the past. Then they wanted me to take these nutraceutical things, vitamins and stuff. That's not going to help. I wrote down dutifully the things that Center had suggested from the copy of the letter they gave her. They were all reasonable and sometimes did help patients, 
particularly when they were overusing other types of abortive medications. I did mention this to the patient, and she softened a bit. Well, I know I have to stop using all those extra medications because they told me they can cause headaches too. But what am I supposed to do? We went on to discuss the patient's anemia, and I asked the patient if anyone was following her for that. She denied this, and I asked if anyone had ever treated her for it. Well, I took iron about four years ago for a few months. Doesn't that cure it? I explained that she was still anemic and that we need to do some blood tests to see what might be the cause. And I was concerned it was due to iron deficiency. Well, I bleed a lot during my periods and I even get more tired then. Uh, Nodding, I said I was worried about her sleep since iron deficiency anemias were associated with abnormal movements at night especially of the legs, and that could have an impact on the quality of her sleep. Oh, you mean restless leg syndrome? Yeah, I have that. What? That had not been noted anywhere in the patient's chart. Um, who diagnosed you with that, Ms. M? I questioned. I'm not sure, replied the patient. It was a while ago. Why do you ask? I noted again that this could be contributing to her headaches by creating problems during sleep, since restless leg syndrome can create periodic arousals or awakenings. Do you snore? I then asked the patient. One of the older children piped up. She sure does. Sometimes I have to go into her room and push her to stop so I can sleep. Well, I guess you have an answer to that question, said the patient to me. Suffice to say, not getting enough sleep at night can not only aggravate but cause morning headaches and migraines in susceptible individuals. And it seemed as if Ms. M not only had potentially restless leg syndrome, where she was having movements at night, which could disrupt her sleep, but that she might be having sleep apnea as well. Combined with the susceptibility to migraine headaches was a combination of misery for the patient and to her family. I explained to the patient that I was concerned that her anemia might be an iron deficiency one, and that could be aggravating or causing a restless leg syndrome that could be fragmenting her sleep. I also explained that she might have sleep apnea, and that would further worsen her sleep quality. Both of these things would worsen her headaches, making her sleepy during the day, and diminishing her overall ability to function. I told her that we needed to get labs to evaluate her and a sleep study to see if the restless leg syndrome and sleep apnea hypothesis was correct, and that we should try evaluating the restless leg syndrome with a medication that the patient could take before going to bed at night. For the first time, The patient didn't immediately respond. When I asked if there are any questions, she just flatly noted, so you think a lot of this is sleep-related? I replied I thought so, along with the anemia. Okay, whatever I need to do, I'll do. I appreciate the explanation. We drew labs and scheduled the sleep study for the patient. The patient was even more anemic than I had seen from her lab six months ago. And when her iron was drawn, it was the lowest I'd ever seen, a value of one. We immediately started her on iron supplementation, 
and had the GI service see her to make sure there wasn't anything from their perspective causing the anemia. Her sleep study, not surprisingly, showed severe sleep apnea and periodic movements of sleep, namely restless leg syndrome. Over the next few months, her anemia slowly corrected with iron therapy, and she was fitted with a mask to help her open the airway at night so she could breathe. We had started her on a medication to help her with the restless leg syndrome, which did help, but when I asked the patient in one of the follow-up visits to taper the medication, she refused. I don't want to take the chance that that restless legs will come back, doctor, she noted. I can't really give it up. So we left her on the medication, noting that perhaps in a few months we might be able to stop it. And her headaches? Over the next few months, with a standard prophylactic medication, her severe headaches dissipated to the point where she no longer had them, although her more mild headaches were perhaps once to twice a month. I can handle that, she noted. Just some ibuprofen is all I need for those. I don't take it for granted anymore, though I just keep that common medication in my purse all the time. I nodded, agreeing with the patient. Sometimes acknowledging the common things can make all of the difference. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.